Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Max Out Podcast. This is Will here, and I just wanted to hop on here before this episode gets started and say two things. One, thank you guys so much for your continued support. It does not go unnoticed. Man, seeing your DMs on Instagram, seeing you guys comment on my TikToks, uh, I've even heard a thing or two on Twitter. It means the world, man, And, and you guys don't understand how grateful we are for that and how nice it is to know that you guys are listening and it's not just you know our family and friends and that there's actually people out there who actually want to listen to us and actually want to hear our advice and and hear us talk about stuff you know we're having a great time with it and and hopefully the space continues to grow and we can grow the max out brand and and see where the hell it goes but secondly and a little more importantly for this week's episode I know a lot of you guys are in high school. A lot of you guys are beginner lifters. I just want you to know we address uh, lifting equipment, so belts, wrist straps, straps, uh, lifting shoes. Uh, Vin gets into some football stuff along the lines of cleats and, and clothes. Just know, just because you don't have access to that equipment and you don't have access to a pair of weightlifting shoes and you don't have... Uh, the resources to get a proper belt, that doesn't mean you can't work out and you can't lift weights. I am a firm believer in the fact that you should establish a solid base without all of these things before you transfer into using them in your training. I think you should be able to do a proper full clean and a proper full depth squat and a proper bench before you slap on wrist straps, a belt, and, and weightlifting shoes. You know, it'll help you establish that mobility. It'll help you set yourself up for success in the future and leave you to be less injury prone. And it'll be way less likely for you to become dependent upon belts, shoes, all that good stuff. Again, yes, I do use that stuff in my training, but it's all stuff that I know how to use and I know when to use it. And I know I'm not overly dependent on it. I do touch on in the episode how I was previously overly dependent on that stuff. And I'm grateful for my current college strength coach that I am no longer dependent on that. And I can do full depth, heavy 80%, 85% plus squats without a belt. And I can squat without weightlifting shoes and I can clean without weightlifting shoes and I can bench without wrist straps because honestly, if it weren't for that, I'd probably still be dependent on them and I probably would have gotten hurt a lot trying to lift without them if I didn't establish that solid base. So guys, please enjoy. Remember, it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you look like at the gym. It doesn't matter what equipment you have. As long as you're doing something to better yourself and you're making sure you do it in a safe way, that's what's most important and another quick disclaimer vin and i are far from experts on this stuff we are just two regular college students uh gym goers uh, fitness enthusiasts who wanted to share their opinion on this stuff so sit back relax and enjoy what is going on everybody welcome to episode seven yes i actually remember this time episode seven of the max out podcast I am one of your hosts, William Cunningham, here with my co-host, Vincent Wagner. Vin, for the seventh time in a row, I'm very proud of us for sticking with this. <laughs> How the fuck are you? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're approaching back-to-school hours, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being back on campus and maybe getting a lift or two. Hopefully, things... Things aren't too bad as far as COVID and we can almost act normally and not not like zombies. <laughs> I know it, it'll be it'll be so nice, especially if we can actually get in the gym for longer than 45 minutes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that, as grateful as grateful as we were for that, it's um, we can still hope for better. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be grateful just being able to use the gym. But right. You know, right. you know how it goes. You know exactly how it goes. Um. Yeah, like Vin said, we're getting back to school. I'm leaving this Friday, the 15th, to spend my 20-something hours in the car by myself. God bless you. <laughs> go soul. insane. Uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. It's what I got to do to get back to school safely. And that way I'll have a car to actually – it's not like I'll be able to leave campus much or that I even will at all, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Vin, give us a little uh, little training update, weight update. How's uh, how's that weight cut going? No. Um, my training has been pretty similar still. I'm still doing um, my normal lifts. The only thing that I really changed was I, I mentioned it in the last episode was as far as my bench, I went a little heavier with the tempo sets um, and I was doing less reps. Um, I've also been doing more of like, uh, complexes as far as like snatches yes. and cleans. Good. Like I've been doing a lot, I've been doing a lot of high pull, Good. a lot of overhead squats and stuff. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel really good with those. I'm hoping once we get back to school and like, I could actually like lift with you, then you could critique me and maybe I could actually get some weight over my head for once. <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, especially for anybody listening. Um, if you're looking to fix your technique and really dive into the specifics of your snatch and your clean, um, it really only applies to the Olympic lifts. You know, you're not going to do a bench complex. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of hard. It's one single movement, but when it comes to the snatch and the clean complexes are definitely the way to go. I know when I struggled with getting, keeping my shoulders over the bar, snatch deadlifts definitely helped a lot with that. Um, a lot of hip snatches to fix my bar path. Um, you can really just dive into the specifics and get into specific workouts. But I'm on the same page there. Um, I've kind of, I've started to dive into a little bit more of heavier, heavier workouts. Still, still a solid volume. I'm probably still working at like 80, 85% uh, for my Olympic lifts. And then I've started to do with my personal weight cut, I've started to get back into some almost like, I want to say like hit interval training kind of. Like I'll right. put in, I'll put in like three or four rounds of like three supersets coupled with like 40 jump ropes, like 40 jumps on a jump, right. jump rope, just to kind of get the blood flowing a lot more, get sweat a lot more and try to burn some of that extra, extra calories off of this big old body, this big old frame. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I actually, I PR my, uh, my behind the neck jerk for my oh yeah i saw that saw that for my surprisingly they're not once you get used to them i used to do them all the time in high school to work on my overhead strength and they just they help a lot with honestly i'm not at the point as a coach where i can confidently say i know what they help with but lucky told me to do them and i did them and they felt really good I hit 330 or 150 kilograms for two uh, behind the neck jerk. Um, felt better than expected. I hadn't done them since high school. And I just felt really good. And I was doing doubles. And I was like, fuck it. Let's see what I can I do. I mean, I guess I guess that's just a way to get heavier weight over your head without having to do a full snatch. You know what I mean? It kind of... Like, are you, are you following? I, I don't know what you... I, you're, you're all over the place. We're talking jerks. You're doing, you're talking snatches. No, what, what we'll, was we'll it? Get, we'll, behind, get, we'll get you there. Behind the neck. Jerks. Behind the neck. What? Yeah. Jerks. Yes. It's a clean and jerk. Oh, that's a clean. So, uh, so you correct. do the clean, right? You do the clean and then you jerk out in front, like the bars out in front and then you do a jerk yeah. with it. Training a behind the neck jerk is just doing a jerk, but the bar is loaded on your back instead okay okay yeah. that makes more sense okay yeah. i don't know why but i was associating that with more of a snatch i don't know why i'm ashamed that you don't know that. no <laughs> it's, it's, it's no it's, it's fine it's Sorry. fine it's fine Sorry. these past seven weeks have meant nothing to you it's fine <laughs> it's fine no fuck you uh, totally totally fine nah whatever all right. That, that was my that was I'm gonna my beat one the mistake. shit out of you when I see you on the 20th. Okay. That was my one mistake. I've been doing good. Okay. I'm just messing with you. Well, yeah, it's all about learning. Vin is learning. I'm still learning a shit ton. I know a decent amount just from competing, but I'm still trying to be a coach. I'm reading all the time, trying to learn, trying to learn, trying to learn. Uh along with learning comes learning about the equipment that goes with weightlifting. Kind of a segue into we're going to be talking about here we're going to talk about some weightlifting equipment best brands uh gear for that um not the steroids gear we are clean no we don't, <laughs> we don't do that we don't do that over here no uh equipment only 
Only horse track. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that a little bit. So when we're talking weightlifting equipment, when you're on the platform, you are allowed to wear a belt, you are allowed to wear wrist wraps, and you are allowed to wear knee sleeves. So with that... Really, I'm going to interrupt you quick. I did not know that you are allowed to wear a belt. I, I've seen wraps. I didn't know I didn't know you could wear a belt. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to wear a belt. Um, I don't know what constitutes... I mean, I guess it's because it doesn't technically help you lift more weight. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's not much of an advantage. It's more, it's more for your own support. For, for example, if you're wearing... In, in, for those of you that don't know, in powerlifting, I don't know a whole bunch about powerlifting. But when it comes to powerlifting, there is lifting raw, which is just belt, knee sleeves, not knee wraps, but knee sleeves, a belt, and wrist wraps. When it comes to lifting equipped, you can wear sleeve, uh, you can wear sleeves, you can wear knee wraps, you can wear a deadlift suit, you can wear a squat suit, you can wear a bench shirt. All of these are the most ridiculous things I've ever fucking seen. Like me and Vin were looking at pictures of them before this. And like you got guys looking like so uh, imagine imagine you look like skips skips from regular show. Yeah. <laughs> imagine you're front a stretched out white t-shirt and the neck is just a complete you. <laughs> but instead of that you being around the neck, it cuts off at your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, they're they're absurd. That's the best way I could describe. That that goes back to oh man, I think I watched a documentary on it. It was about Louis Simmons, founder of Westside Barbell, legendary guy, legendary coach. Um, he's, I think he's one of the people who invented, I, I might be wrong, but uh, he's one of the people who really got serious about lifting equipped. Equipped? Equipped isn't even a word, fuck me. <laughs> equipped. Um, and I think his fascination was just trying to see how much weight the human body could actually move and withstand without breaking. And... I've seen people with bench shirts lift probably another 100 to 200 pounds on their bench. Uh, the thing with the bench shirt is, doesn't it, like, force you to, like, keep your elbows tighter? Uh, I don't know the science behind it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I can, pretty I, I'm hoping maybe next week or the week after at one of these points I can get one of my powerlifting friends to get on here and talk about it. Right. I don't know anybody who – I don't know personally anybody who lifts equipped – I know people who lift raw, but they'll know plenty about it. So right. we can get a little bit more insight on that if people want to hear about that. But I, what I do know a lot about is what you can wear with weightlifting. So me, I don't really lift with a belt much anymore. I used to all the time. Uh, I used to also strictly only lift in wrist straps. Like I couldn't even squat without wrist straps. Um, and then knee sleeves as well. Luckily, I'm not dependent on those anymore. Thanks, Coach Herrick. Um, <laughs> not letting me, but I reached out to him before coming in freshman year. And I was like, am I allowed to lift with this stuff? And he was like, no, <laughs> unless you're injured. So I'm, I've gotten to know a lot about that. So when it comes to belts, I prefer, when it comes to Olympic lifting belts, I prefer Velcro and probably the best company for that would be Tupood. That's the number two P O O D. I think it's supposed to have to do with like kettlebells or something with CrossFit. I honestly don't know, but back to belts. So when it comes to belts, I prefer um, Tupood, Velcro. I'd like to get to the point where maybe I could be sponsored by them and have my own little little code, but that's way down the line. When I get some, when I get a little bit more notoriety behind weightlifting down the road, but that's, that's what I prefer. What's up? Code word honey poo, twenty percent off. <laughs> <laughs> honey poo. <laughs> Go to twopoo.com, type in honey poo, C U N N Y P O O sixty-five <laughs> or twenty percent off of your order. I'm gonna do that. If I if I can, if I can make the code, because I do want to get to that point, whether it's supplements or uh um equipment, whatever it is, if I can get that and I get my own little code, like you see on like influencers like bios it'll say like use this code for so and so nutrition for 10 percent off your order i will more than likely go with honey poo 
just because you said that. NCAA, don't worry. We will check the guidelines. Yes, yes, sure NCAA. That, rules. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, and I'm not going to go down that road because I don't want any hiccups. So, fuck, I lost my train <laughs> of thought because I was thinking about the NCAA and how that's going to piss me off now because yeah. <laughs> me off of my likeness and so bullshit that's another conversation for another time we'll actually that might be changing in 2021 actually it might be different now honestly i might look into that because if i can do that then i will start reaching out we'll see if i can if i know that i can because i know that it's legal in the state of florida for college athletes in the state of florida i don't know if that means me being a florida resident or if i would have to go to school in florida i'm gonna say school in florida well fuck you you don't know what you're talking about no, I don't, you're right. I don't. I have no, no idea. I don't. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to be applicable to me. So bad. Maybe not down the road. We'll see. That's future Will's problem because I'm not going to touch that with a thousand foot pole because I don't want to put anything. I don't want to jeopardize anything and deal with any destroying situations. Not that I'm anywhere near that level of. Yeah, we got and, Yeah, yeah. We. That's enough on that. <laughs> But belts, too pood. I know Rogue also makes belts. Um, Inzer does make belts, but within the and uh, and those are phenomenal. Uh, the lever action ones, if you've ever seen them, then they're like clips. I've seen ones that legitimately look like a belt, and then I've seen I've seen the Velcro. I've seen a buckle. It's I, a lever, uh, I a lever, like a buckle. Yeah, I guess it's like okay, a buckle. Yeah. I don't know. But those are really solid, too. It all depends on the diameters and, and if you're looking to compete. If you're not looking to compete, you can do cleans in an Inzer belt if you really want to, if you're not going to be competing. If you're going to be competing, uh, two poot is probably your best bet or rogue. Um, as for straps, straps you cannot lift with on the platform for obvious reasons because they let you grab the bar better. Also, I don't know why you would want to do a clean with straps on because you get stuck, like, not even being able to swing your elbows through yeah. and you look like an idiot. It's not comfortable at all. Trust me, I've tried it in training when my hands were just beat to shit. Anyways, yeah, uh, I don't know. I've never, I've never used any type of equipment like that in any of my. Oh, lifts. dude, dude! If you ever deadlift with straps, you will. Oh, I, I have like once or twice, and I feel the difference. Nice. Yeah, like, yeah, because you don't, you don't have to grip. Yeah, it. it and it allows you to focus on the movement so much more because you don't have to worry about your grip slipping. Yeah. It's nice. But at the same time, I feel like, I, I don't know, the, I, I, I kind of like that feeling, like where I kind of... Where you can feel the bar. You can feel yeah, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I use straps is when my hands are just so beat. Yeah. If, 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 I'm, I, if I'm doing like, <laughs> like, like the other day I was doing RDLs and I was working with like 405 and I was doing like sets of like eight to 10 and there's no way I'm holding a bar. I'm holding 405 pounds for 10 reps without. And when I do my RDLs, keep in mind, I don't let the bar touch the ground. So my hands right. are just under that constant pressure and over under, I could do it, but it'll just literally shred my hands, especially depending on the bar that you're using. So I do use straps and training occasionally. I do them when I'm snatching high rep stuff or when I'm doing a, um, when I'm doing like hip snatches or hang snatches just because I won't have to drop the bar and reset and pull the plates in and everything like that if I'm not using clips. But that's enough on straps. I don't really know the best brands for straps. I'm gonna be straight up with you guys. Uh, a strap is a strap. If you can wrap it around your wrist and then you can then wrap it around the par. It's valid. <laughs> it's it's pretty straightforward. It's kind of hard to screw up a lifting strap, to be honest. I know there's leather ones and there's like, I guess like fabric, I guess. Leather ones are probably the best for Olympic weightlifting. Uh, I do know one brand, Onyx, they're pretty, pretty valid. Um, can't really think of many others. There's the basic Harbinger ones you can get at like Dick's Sporting Goods, which work too. I use those in high school. There's no problem with those. Those work perfectly fine. Uh, when you get into powerlifting, you can get ones that are like, they're like two loops almost. Or like you can put one loop through your wrist 
and then you take the other loop, wrap it underneath the bar, and then put your hand through that. That's probably the most secure. If you're a power lifter and you're looking to deadlift a lot of fucking weight, those type of straps are probably the best. You could probably find them with Inzer. Um, maybe Rogue, not 100% sure. They use them in strongman competitions, those type of straps. If you've ever seen like Eddie Hall or Hathor Bjornsson um, or Brian Shaw deadlift, you've probably seen those. Yeah. Uh, when it comes into our next piece of equipment, which I do know a lot more about, would be knee sleeves. So knee sleeves, common, there's a common misconception with those that they help you lift more weight. They really don't. Knee sleeves are more so to keep your joints warm when you're lifting so that when you're in between sets or so nothing really buckles, it can keep everything a little bit tighter in there and a little bit more comfortable. Knee sleeves are more so for the joint. Uh, they probably won't help you lift anymore unless you get like super, super tight neoprene or, or nylon ones that uh, will just squeeze the shit out of your knee. But if you're looking for something that's that tight, you might as well use knee wraps. Knee wraps are something that I don't really see many Olympic weightlifters using them just because you might as well just use knee sleeves because you can't have them so tight that they're restrictive. When it comes to equipped powerlifting though, equipped powerlifters do squat with knee wraps. I see it all the time. Sometimes I see people deadlift with them. And what they'll do is, Vin, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen it being at a few like serious powerlifting gyms. They'll have their knee straight out, locked out, keep it. And then they'll have somebody else wrap the knee like crazy tight to the point where you can't bend your knee without weight on your back. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I was like, that seems kind of counterproductive. Yes and no. I think if you're a serious power lifter and you're looking to, and you lift equipped, you compete equipped, I think it's valid just because it will, I, I'm confident that it will make you lift more weight. Maybe in the future, if I start a YouTube channel, I'll try all this stuff out. If someone wants to send them to me, that'd be pretty cool. And I could just try shit out for people and just be like, here's a common man's uh, review on these and, and how you're supposed to use them. Because I do, even though I don't have access to all this equipment, I've used them before just playing around and with other people's stuff in the gym. And I do know how to use them. But again, back to knee wraps. Uh, not really good for Olympic lifting. If you're looking to clean, do not clean with your knees wrapped absurdly tight i see some olympic weightlifters clean and snatch with their knees wrapped but it's fairly loose it's just enough compression to again keep the joint warm keep everything nice and nice and compressed in there uh so that you can stay comfortable uh best places to get these would probably for wraps i'd probably check out inzer inzer for those of you that don't know is a very popular powerlifting brand they sell singlets they sell squat suits they sell bench shirts they sell wrist wraps i used to lift in a pair of ins or wrist straps just because wrist straps are something that's kind of universal. Um, there's no difference between wrist straps that you'd use for Olympic lifting and wrist straps that you'd used for powerlifting. Um, they do sell knee sleeves, I believe. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but if you check out their website, um, you'll see everything that they offer. Uh, mainly a powerlifting brand though, when it comes to Olympic weightlifting uh, for knee sleeves, Again, I'd check out Rogue. I would check out Hook Grip. Hook Grip is a phenomenal brand. I have a pair of Hook Grip knee sleeves that I lift in um, when I want to feel a little bit more secure. And again, when it comes to keeping the joint warm, it's not super tight, um, very flexible, breathable, um, but you have that compression as a little extra comfort. Then you have SBD, which is another powerlifting brand. I do see Olympic weightlifters uh, clean and snatch in these very often. But again, it's because it's a sleeve and if you want them to be tighter and you want to have that super compressed feeling, just go a size down. Um, when it comes to wrist straps, wrist straps, uh, you can get them pretty much anywhere. Um, but with that said, you do not want to get, if you're looking to like compete, I would not get, you can't get those wrist straps that have like a little flap that's like a strap attached to them. If you've ever seen those, uh, you got to get something that doesn't uh that won't help you lift the weight that doesn't have any component to it that'll help you lift the weight 
outside of your own strength and ability. Um, again, Hook Grip is a great website for those. Um, I'm pretty sure Rogue does offer uh, wrist straps. Inzer offers wrist straps. Um, Inzer is probably the best bet for wrist straps if you want something more secure. They have small sizes, they have medium sizes, they have large sizes. The large sizes are for if you really, uh, if you're gonna bench super heavy and you really don't wanna be able to move your wrist at all. You don't want any movement in there. The large ones are probably the best because you can just keep going around tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And then probably the most controversial piece of gym equipment would be gloves. Gloves, 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 gloves. People always say, I wanna lift weights, but I don't want calluses. Newsflash, calluses are a part of lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> you need to develop calluses if you want to be able to lift more weight. Literally. You cannot step up on a platform in any type of lifting competition, whether it's powerlifting, Olympic lifting. I think maybe CrossFit might be an exception, but they don't even allow gloves. They allow like, again, those wrist straps that have like the little, um, it's like yeah. a piece of leather. Um, when, you're, when, you're, when, yeah, when you're doing a thousand fucking pull-ups, you need that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I am fully against the gloves in the gym, even if you're a girl and, and not to get all gender specific and everything like that, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but it's, it's more common. I'll, I'll have girls be like, what can I do to keep my hands soft? I still don't say, I, I, I think calluses are something that you need to endure. I think the only acceptable time to wear gloves in the gym is if you're benching at least like 350 and you're the biggest dude in the gym and nobody can say anything to you. <laughs> it's a status thing. It's not <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I think I personally think I could, nobody would say anything to me in a commercial gym. If I pulled up no. wearing gloves and fucking benched and squatted, benched 380, 390 and squatted 600, <laughs> but I will never wear gloves. Never have, never will. I like my hands being made of leather. I think it's it's a character thing. Um, and then an, an extra thing too, for people who, not the brand hook grip, uh, clarification, when I was talking about hook grip earlier about the equipment, there's an actual brand called hook grip. If you've seen them on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, they post um, footage of Olympic weightlifters training, like very prominent and established and distinguished uh, weightlifters uh, lift. Um, they do also make equipment. Um, and there's also, and obviously it's based off of the hook grip where you grab your thumb underneath the bar with your fingers to get that security in there. That's used in cleans and snatches. You can also use them to deadlift. I think you're fucking crazy. If you use hook grip to deadlift 700 pounds, I think that's absurd. Uh, total props to you. I could not do that if I think even if I trained, I think I would always go over under grip. But there is uh, something that a lot of weightlifters use called thumb tape. And it's like this weird, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's this weird like stretchy kind of sticky material that wraps around your thumb to try to prevent it like uh, prevent this, like that, like callus, like right there. Right. Yeah. From hook gripping so much. I think it's definitely beneficial if you're getting cut up a lot on your thumbs from using hook grip from the knurlings on bars. Um, I don't, I, it's definitely far from uh, necessary. In fact, all of the stuff that I've been talking about is far from necessary. When you're an Olympic weightlifter, I think you really just need to learn how to lift without all this stuff before you really get into it. Unless of course you're injured and, or you really need it to be able to function in the gym. Um, and then just some of the top brands for, for weightlifting equipment, uh, you have hook grip, you have Rogue, you have Alico, you have Inzer. Um, you also have Nike and Adidas, but Nike and Adidas will not have your, um, weightlifting equipment. That's, those are the best places I think to get weightlifting shoes, weightlifting specific shoes. Uh, you know, the shoes that then will see me wearing them and I'll look like a fucking jackass wearing the with the heel uh the like inch the inch high heel the plastic heel on there um that heel does improve mobility it gives you something sturdy to lift off of i do think if you're very serious about weightlifting 
and you're looking to truly develop as a weightlifter, I think those shoes are definitely beneficial. I honestly would call them borderline necessary just because it's once you, it's, it's really hard to explain. The best way to put it is if you lift in shoes and weightlifting shoes once, you will never want to go back. Hands down, hand to God. Well, I've heard. On my mother. Uh, best shoes, probably Nike of the Romaleo series. There's ones, twos, threes, and fours. Uh, the fours are the most recent one. I have yet to lift in them. Um, I am looking to get a pair, but I do not have the funds because they are about $200. Um, I lift in a pair of Romaleo threes, which are phenomenal. I've used them for the past probably three years, I believe, maybe a little bit longer. Um, very reliable, very sturdy. I think I just need a new pair because, again, I've worn them probably multiple times a week for the past three years. So there's just that wear and tear on there. Um, Adidas does offer some other weightlifting shoes. If you check out their website, uh, Adidas is probably the more, uh, pocket friendly, the more affordable version of lifting shoes. Um, and again, this is for Olympic weightlifting. If you're powerlifting, honestly, you can lift in a pair of chucks or vans. I do not advocate for lifting in running sneakers just because lifting, lifting heavy weight on a sole that's going to compress and decompress is just not comfortable, not smart. Um, but again, a lot of people just can't help that and uh, they can't afford it. They can't afford to get a new pair of shoes to lift in. So if that's the case, I suggest you lift barefoot. It might sound crazy. Okay, maybe not barefoot. Obviously, wear fucking socks. Don't take your fucking socks off in the gym if you're going to squat and deadlift. Like, don't, don't be fucking gross. But I would say people should lift barefoot if or or on anything flat sold really if they have no other option maybe not for cleans and snatches but most people i feel like a lot of the people listening to this are going to be doing a lot of deadlifts and everybody listening to this is going to squat so um having that sturdy base on the having your foot so close to the ground provides a sturdy base you have a solid ground to lift off of and push off of and it's just way more effective you'll definitely feel better once you get used to it uh, and wow, I've been talking for a while. I think, yeah. I, I think you, uh, I let I you think, go on your spiel there. I'm, I'm I, I think, I think that keeps it up. Yeah. I think, I think that that makes sums up everything. It didn't help that we got interrupted in the earlier for uh, connection issues because my connection yeah. sucks at my house. So <laughs> it's like I've been talking for even longer than it might sound to you guys, but <laughs> uh, we're doing our best here. Yeah. Then let me go on for a while. I think that covers everything. Yeah, I, I, would say, equipment. I would say. Uh, did a pretty I'd love job. to do something more in depth. Um, again, if in the future I start a YouTube channel, which if you're listening to this and you would support that and you would subscribe and everything, please let me know because I will invest my own money into getting a camera and and maybe editing software to get my stuff together and get my videos together um, where I would do in-depth reviews on weightlifting shoes, knee sleeves, belts, straps, uh, whatever you guys want. So let me know about that. Uh, now I'd like to hand it off to Vin to talk about some football equipment, which I could also talk about, but I'm an offensive lineman. I'm not drippy. <laughs> I don't, I don't hop on the field to, to really look good. Even if I try, I really don't. Um, so I'll let Vin handle this. Yeah. So not not to say that I'm exactly supposed uh, to be flashy on the field, but um, uh, yeah. So to to start, I was probably going to dive into cleats because my between playing two sports throughout high school and the different brands that I've been through. I definitely know a lot about having banged up feet and knowing when to choose comfort over style. And sometimes you do get lucky enough where you get best of both worlds. And ultimately, if I had to pick a brand, I'm going Under Armour 100% of the time, 100%. Um, I did wear Adidas for a really long time. I actually wore Adidas for 
my last three years of high school because the Audi Zeros came out and those were those were super lightweight. So like obviously me being a skill position, you, you want that. You don't want to be running around and fucking clunkers on the field. Yeah. But um the main issue that I had with those is when you're a running back and you're getting inside zones and you got three linebackers in there, someone's stepping on your fucking feet. <laughs> Every single play. And it's not we're talking probably less than a centimeter of of material that's protecting your toes and those cleats. And you are guaranteed to feel it the next day. It's not like you're just getting your toe stepped on. All right, shake it off. It's you're getting heel to big toe <laughs> 10 to 15 times a game. And it adds up after a season of football. So, and for me, as far as running, I, so I forget the other word, but there's called supernating. And then I've, I can't remember the we're, other. We're, disclaimer, we're not scientists. We don't yeah. know what the fuck we're yeah. we know what we're talking about, but we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Supernating is, we're trying when, our best. is when you basically run on the outside of your feet instead of running pigeon-toed, meaning you run inside of your feet. No, pigeon-toes would technically be supernating too. I'm sorry. But instead of running on the inside of your feet, I run on the outside of my feet. So I tend to get these blisters under under like the big side of my big toe. And then I get blisters on the sides, like the direct sides of my big toe. So, yeah. So I've been knock on wood. I've been blessed to never deal with. Yeah. My feet feet with cleats. So the one thing that I definitely look for in a cleat is a cleat that favors my, my natural foot position, meaning that these cleats are going to conform to the bottom of my foot. And I'm not going to have to go against it for a while because mm-hmm. breaking in new cleats, as everyone knows, fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, especially this year, I got two, two new pairs of, uh, of the newest Under Armour cleats that I've been practicing and I forgot the name of them, but there's, they have like three different versions of them. I got, I got the original version, just two pairs of white ones. They're pretty good. The soles, soles, um, are kind of have like that memory foam material that, that molds to your foot. So that's always good. Um, but yeah, it's, and then to get into actual lifting, I mean, I work out in sweats and a sweatshirt. I like to bundle up when I lift. But if you're gonna go for com- if you're gonna go for comfort and you want to go where you don't look like a hobo, but also you don't feel like spending four hundred dollars on gym stuff, once again, I would say Under Armour definitely does its justice. It's a nice name brand. Oh, yeah. and, uh, as far as Under Armour sweatshirts, like the thing I noticed with like Nike and like Adidas stuff, their sweatshirts are a lot thicker. Like that, like, obviously it's a sweatshirt and it's supposed to keep you fucking warm, but I like to work out in a sweatshirt. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be a little bit lighter, um, but it'll still give you that heat and give you that sweat that I know a lot of people desire when they go to the gym. Like oh, they, they, they want to come out of the gym, fucking dripping sweat. I get that. 100%. Um, and then you have certain people who like to lift in close to almost nothing wearing cutoff t-shirts and compression underwear. I get that too, obviously. Um, I do both. Yeah. As I far as what they want, I get naked. Yeah. <laughs> as far as um, compressions go, I've, I've been a big, I've been a big East Bay guy. I've been pretty much East Bay for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I get, I, I get a lot of my gear from East Bay too. It's, 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 a lot of, they got everything actually. Yeah. Uh, note that then just reminded me of, with East Bay, you can get weightlifting shoes on East Bay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you get fucking literally everything off East Bay. But if you're going to go socks, compression underwear, and undershirts, I'm going all East Bay 100%. And then <laughs> throw an Under Armour sweatshirt over it. As you can see, me wearing my Under Armour hat and my Under Armour shirt <laughs> as we do this. I am definitely a big advocate for Oh yeah, Under Armour, Under Armour 100% is one of my favorites. Yeah. I wish I wish they would get into the like weightlifting right area, but who knows. I think So then to get into like running versus lifting sneakers, I mean, we'll we'll kind of cover that a little bit as far as 
as far as if you're going to be a power lifter or an Olympic lifter, if you want to pursue more of that route, I would definitely say get a pair of actual lifting shoes. But if you feel that that's unnecessary for you or for whatever other reason, and you just want a pair of regular gym sneakers, I mean, once again, big Under Armour, but I would try and stay away from any, (laughs) any like dressier sneaker, if you know what I mean. Like, um, one thing, one thing that I see a lot is people wearing Jordans and and oh easy and, and fucking any, any whatever, other whatever the, whatever they're doing. In the, yeah, in the gym. I mean, yeah, is it the end of the world if you're doing chest and tries? No, it's not. But at at the same time, I feel that you should always try and give yourself the best advantage when you're working out and it's like 100 it's like going going to work out in a pair of jeans like it's not yeah. gonna work I've it's seen, not gonna i've work. seen that too yeah it's um but again like the gloves it all has to do with <laughs> there, there's a level i've seen right. people bench 500 pounds in fucking jeans and flip-flops so right right right, right. so for gym sneakers um you obviously, as Will mentioned before, you definitely want a flatter shoe with more of a platform to it. Um, and then as far as running, I mean, I like, I like a lot more breathable shoes. So um, I do, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty under armored out, but I mean, I, I do see a lot of people getting a lot of the mesh adidas sneakers which i mean i've tried on they're comfortable they're definitely good to run in but if you want to go for a duration like me i mean i'm i'm pretty heavy on my feet and i destroy sneakers so if you want a sturdier sneaker that's gonna stay together i'd go more the under armor route uh the rock actually has a lot a lot of new stuff out he, he's in a he's in a deal with them and as far as like lifting stuff and lifting shoes his stuff looks Looks pretty legit, believe it or not. So I'd check that out. Let me let me hop in here real quick, man. One of the best all-around shoes, I would say, would be the I'm holding a pair right now, the Nike Metcon. So basically, as much as I hate CrossFit, this is a CrossFit shoe. And what they do in CrossFit is fucking everything. <laughs> they deadlift, they clean, they snatch, squat, they run. They do crazy jumping burpee shit. They do everything. But again, with that comes a shoe that you can do it all in. I think the Metcon is the best option for all of that. It has the tiniest little bit of a heel so that it's valid for Olympic lifting. That's primarily where it comes from is Olympic weightlifting. Squatting. Squatting and Metcons, I'm not a huge fan of, but that's just because I'm used to a real lifting shoe. I think if... I got these, this pair that I'm holding right now for $40. Granted, I got them at a factory store at an outlet. So if you have factory stores or outlets nearby you, go check them out because this shoe is phenomenal. Um, I run in these sometimes too when I'm doing some speed work right after lifting. I'll just go out to the parking lot or, or something like that and get some sprints in in these. They feel great. They're solid all the way throughout like very, very, very firm, very comfortable, just all around a great shoe to work out in. If you're looking for something that you can kind of do it all in, um, basically it's a cross trainer. And I know, I don't know if Under Armour has any cross trainers. I know they have training shoes, quote unquote. Yeah, I wouldn't say they have cross trainers. That The thing for me is the way I, the way, uh, the reason I steer clear of Nike is because I have a wider foot and for some yeah. reason, Nike shoes tend to be a little narrower. Same thing as cleats and they kind of pinch my toes together. So hundred percent. That's why I just want to size up. Right. Right. These are a 14. Yeah. These are a 14. So I I typically wear like a 13, 13 and a half. So I want to size up, but when it comes to cross trainers, if you're going to do everything in them, I think the Metcon is the absolute best shoe for you to wear for that. Um, And, and another thing is you're, you're I'm sorry, we, oh, we kind of lost it. I was just, you hear me? You there? I was, yeah, I can hear you. I was just going on a fucking rant about the shoe, <laughs> like I always do. <laughs> um, but yeah, another thing is, and this goes for really any kind of gym equipment. I mean, I know it's kind of 
it's a little more difficult now with Corona going around to actually like go to stores and try stuff on, but ordering stuff online, uh, if, if you can't get a feel for it before trying it on, it's most of the time you're, you're going to wind up pretty disappointed <laughs> when, yeah. when you, when you see an ad and you're like, Oh, those are comfortable order it, whatever, try them on and they suck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would recommend definitely going to a store and trying to find something that you know is definitely going to be comfortable right away instead of wasting money on shipping and everything to be disappointed. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a huge, I'm again, I'm a huge Under Armour fan when it comes to actual clothing. Um, I love their compression tights and compression shorts and um, I love their shirts. I love their uh, like dry fit material stuff. I know dry fits Nike technically, but mm. you know what I mean? Um, I love their, I love everything about Under Armour, but I also love everything about Nike. I'm not a huge fan of Nike clothes just because I'm fat. It doesn't fit me well, <laughs> but you know, um, when it comes to shoes, I'm Nike all the way. I lift in Nike lifting shoes. I work out and run in those Metcons that I was just talking about. So, um, I think those are probably when it comes to just overall workout clothes, like Min said, Under Armour's probably Under Armour's our personal favorites, obviously, but there's a little bit bias in there. Um, but if, when it comes to the best, I don't honestly think they're, Shoes are a different story because that's taking yeah. When it when it comes to clothes, clothes, there there is no best for clothes. You know, you yeah. can go lift in fucking a t shirt, a white t shirt that you got in a pack of five from Walmart. I do that all the time. Right. Like that, that's fine. Going to the gym isn't a fashion statement. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's personal preference, and I mean, obviously, some people like to lift in baggier clothes some people like a little more tight fitting and that's when sometimes it might matter but overall is besides besides shoes and besides like the actual lifting equipment itself i i, I wouldn't say it's yeah. uh, a real game changer absolutely and disclaimer like and i'll probably put this at the beginning of the episode too i know we have uh probably a solid amount of younger maybe more impression more impressionable uh listeners don't listen to this and think, yeah, I'm definitely going to put this at the beginning. I'm going to say it twice. Yeah. It is. Don't think that you need all of this important stuff to work out. Like, you, right. don't, you don't need a fucking belt. You don't need knee sleeves. You don't need knee wraps. You don't need. You don't ribbon. need any don't, of this. You don't this need is, any of this. This like, is all. I'm, I'm thoroughly against people lifting and all that equipment shit um, until they know what they're doing and they've established proper form and proper technique and they know their body a little bit more and then as for clothes again going to the gym isn't a fucking fashion show you pull up it's not a social club for some people it is for some some people people it is for the people who actually for the people exactly for the people who are actually trying to work and they're not just there to take their fucking selfie in the locker room mirror while fucking 74 year old (laughs) harold fucking lets his balls hang to his fucking ankles (laughs) watching in the back like for people who are actually trying to work, it's not a fashion show. Agreed. Pull up in whatever you have. Go to the gym in fucking sweatpants, baggy ass sweatpants, and a fucking two dollar t shirt from Walmart. Like, get just get your work in. You don't need all this extra stuff. We just made an episode on it because it was people ask about it, you know, and people think that they need it when in reality they really don't. But again, some of this stuff uh, it does help. It will help when you become a more advanced lifter and you know what you're doing a little bit more and uh, you know when you'll need it and when you won't need it. And so really what I'm trying to say is you don't want to start lifting with this stuff because then you'll become overly dependent on it. Right. And and if you don't have your belt one day, you could try to squat or deadlift and you could throw your fucking back up, you know, And, and belts are not for injury prevention either. That's another huge thing. Belts are for bracing and giving your stomach something to brace against um, when you're lifting heavier weights. If you have a back issue, go see a fucking doctor. Don't just, <laughs> don't just slap a belt slap on. A, don't just slap on yeah. a belt. <laughs> fine today. Don't fucking do that. That's how you have herniated discs happen. That's how you, that's how, that's how you're in a wheelchair at 40. <laughs> yes, precisely. If you have back issues, don't just throw a belt on. Cause Please. that won't do shit. That'll just cause further problems. It might feel good in the moment, 
but down the road, it's not going to do anything for you. But I think that really sums, sums it up. Um, I'm not sure how long this was, but I think it was very informative. I think that people will enjoy it. I hope people enjoy Under it. Armor, sponsor us. Dude, if we could get imagine I'm, I'm listen to me i'm literally and yes we're still recording so that people can hear this <laughs> i am literally going to take that clip of me because for those of you that don't know we record on zoom because we're broke and it's free yeah <laughs> um, i'm gonna take that clip of me flexing the metcon and i'm just gonna tag nike in it like 10 times go for it i'm just gonna be like <laughs> do it i approve I want stuff. Please send me. I don't need anything. Just acknowledge me. <laughs> That's all I want, really. But for real, um, we're always happy to help. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, keep supporting. Keep showing love. I see you guys reposting us on your Instagram stories. Keep doing that. That's lit. I love seeing that. It's cool. Keep hitting my DMs on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I know you can't really DM me on TikTok if I'm not following you. But uh, when it comes to Instagram, I can see who requested DM me. So message me if you got questions about lifting, if you got uh, podcast tips, if you just want to say what's up, please hit me up at WCunningham65. That is also my Twitter. And then on TikTok, Willie underscore C65. Um, I am thinking about uh, then uh, we'll talk about this later, but I am thinking about making a separate like Twitter and Instagram and maybe a separate TikTok. I'm not too sure about that one, but separate Instagram and Twitter for the Maxwell podcast so that we can start to post these clips and maybe get a little bit more notability, uh, notoriety and right. a little more attention on that area. But I think that's it. And then you can post videos of me lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we could do big things with that. I just got a big idea. We'll talk about that after we're done recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, uh, I think that's it. Vin, you got anything else? Shout out. I, that, I thought that was pretty good. All right. So thank you, everybody. Keep showing love. Keep supporting. And we appreciate you all. And I think that's it. Hey, Vin. Yeah. Vin. Nice. Nice. <laughs>